0: Do you ever get sucked in the rabbit hole of looking at your competition, like what they're doing, what their photos look like, what kind of mini sessions they're running, what their pricing is, and it bums you out to the point that you feel like you don't even want to keep working on your photography business because like, why even bother if all of this incredible competition is out there, right? If you've ever felt like that, this is an episode I want you to not only listen to, but save and come back to when you find yourself in that mindset spiral, Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey, y'all, I'm Tavia, and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. Students learn this through the Beauty and Birth Photography Certification and through my signature marketing program, Marketing School for Photographers. Now, we're talking today about insecurity when it comes to your competition, and I feel like I'm an expert to talk about this, not because I've mastered it perfectly, but because it's something that in every phase and every level of my business I have struggled with. When I was a brand new baby photographer, um, I struggled with looking at what more advanced photographers were doing and what gear they had and their studio setup and what props they were using. And as I grew and as I became more successful, I looked at other photographers still and envied their gear, envied their props, envied what they had going on, how many clients they were booking, their average sale, like how much they were making, etc. And I have a feeling that you might be right there with me. You might be somebody who sometimes you feel really confident in what you're doing and sometimes you feel like why even bother because there's so many incredible talented photographers out there, right? And... This is so, so common, and in fact, it's one of the biggest things that hold us back in our photography businesses. I have a free class um, where I teach photographers the seven-step marketing system that I used to go full-time with photography. And in that class, when I deliver it live, I have a little exercise that I work people through. It really just looks at our feelings, about our competition and how it can take us from this place of feeling motivated and ex- excited and like inspired to take action on our business. And then we get sucked into this rabbit hole of like looking at our competition and what they're doing and how much they're charging and how much better their photos are than us. And we get to this point because we looked at our competition of feeling like, why even bother? Right. When there's all this incredible competition out there and there's all these amazing photographers to choose from who maybe I feel like their work is better than mine and cheaper than mine. Why should I even go on? Right. Like, why should I even continue in business? And that is so, so common. And I've been there myself and I still struggle with it. Like to this day, in this phase of business, not so much with my photography business and my clients, but in my education business, I look at, you know, other educators or other people who have maybe been doing it less time than me and have more students or have been doing it less time than me and have sold more courses or have more podcast downloads or more Instagram followers or whatever. And so I am definitely not immune to this. And so I just want to have a super open conversation with you about. About how to handle this, how to reset your mind so that you can stop fixating and focusing on what your competition is doing and instead focus on what you're doing. Because the truth of the matter is, I say this at the end of every single podcast episode and I fully believe it to be true. And that is if you have a passion, it is there for a reason because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So if you're passionate about birth photography, if you're passionate about pet photography, if you're passionate about real estate photography, like not everyone loves every niche of photography. Not everyone wants to be a photographer. Although if you're a photographer, sometimes it feels like everyone wants to be a photographer, right? But that's because we surround ourselves with people who we like and who are doing similar things to us. And we follow people who are doing things that we want to do. And so because of that, we sometimes build this false reality around us to where it looks like everyone loves the thing that we love. But the truth is not everyone loves that. I talk to a lot of photographers and not everyone wants to photograph birth. In fact, a large majority of photographers do not want to photograph birth or babies at all. And so I'm just here to remind you that if you have a passion for photography, if you wanna be a full-time photographer, if you want to specialize in birth photography, if you wanna specialize in pet photography, that passion is there for a reason and not everyone wants to do that niche of photography. So I wanna give you a framework, a little process to work yourself through if you find yourself struggling with insecurity or struggling with looking at your competition and then feeling bad about yourself, okay? So the first thing I want you to do Is learn to acknowledge what is going on in your brain, stopping the negative thought before it continues. And this takes practice, you guys, because a lot of us have built these pathways in our brains to where we start to look at our competition and it sends us on the spiral. And the more that we do it, hear me on this, the easier it becomes to spiral, the easier it becomes to continue to do that. I am actually currently reading a book called Switch on Your Brain. And it is a like biblical perspective of kind of the mindset woo stuff of like believing your thoughts and manifesting and mindset and that kind of a thing. And it's the scientist who's teaching you about the brain and how what we know scientifically about the brain is actually true and backed up by the Bible as well. So it's a really cool book. If you're a believer, definitely check it out. It's called Switch on Your Brain. Um, But one of the things that I've learned in that book is that we create these neural pathways in our brain when we do the same thing over and over. It's kind of like whenever you're are driving to your kid's school, for example. You could probably drive to your kid's school with your eyes closed. Sometimes you arrive at your kid's school and you're like, I don't even remember driving here, right? Because I was like zoning out. But think about the first time you drove to your kid's school, how challenging it was. You're like, wait, where is it? Where do I turn? Is it left up here? I'm going to type into my GPS. You're super paying close attention, right? But the more you do it, the more automatic it becomes in your brain and the easier it is to just sort of turn off and... be be on autopilot to get there. And that's not just true with driving. It's so true in so many things that happen in our lives and looking at our competition and scrolling their page and like letting our brain go down. Why am I even doing this? Like, this is such a struggle. This is always gonna be hard. The more we let ourselves think those thoughts, the easier it becomes for that to just be our default. And that's just always where our brain goes. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to stop and acknowledge that this is going on in your brain. If you find yourself thinking, there's so many good photographers out there, there are so many photographers out there better than me, cheaper than me, I'm not actually that good. That's a sign er, to put the brakes on and remember, okay, I'm gonna acknowledge this is happening in my brain and I'm going to stop thinking this thought. What do you do after you stop thinking that thought? Well, I want you to replace that negative thought with what's actually true about you. Now you have heard about positive affirmations and repeating affirmations to yourself and all of that stuff. And that's all good and great. But where it goes wrong is when you're repeating something to yourself that you don't actually believe. Like, let's say you see a photographer that you admire and they're local to you and you're scrolling their page and you're thinking, they're so much better than me. Their prices are so much cheaper. How am I going to do this? Like, they're a much better photographer than me. Instead of then spiraling, right? We've stopped yourself and you're like, okay, I'm the best photographer in the world. That's like what you choose to replace it with. And maybe you are. But if you don't believe that you're the best photographer in the world, your brain is smart. Your brain knows that you don't actually believe that. And it's not going to be as powerful as if you replace that thought with something that you actually believe to be true. So what could you replace instead? Could you say, my clients love working with me? Like, For most of you, I can almost guarantee that's true. Your clients love working with you, and that's something you can repeat to yourself that's actually true. Maybe you could say, I am doing the right things to grow. Or I'm learning more every day. Or there are things about me that make me special. There are things about my business that make me special. There are things that I do really, really well. And so when you start to have those negative thoughts, replacing them with what is actually true about you. Because I want you to think, what's going to happen if you keep letting your thoughts spiral, if you keep letting yourself think these things about your competition, if you keep letting your brain wander that direction, those pathways are going to get dug deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's going it to become such a habitual thing that it seems normal and factual to you. And that is where it can be harder, not impossible, harder to break those habits. The longer you continue to think them, the longer, the deeper those pathways get, the more you're going to default to that kind of thinking and it becomes almost factual in your brain. It's not even like a question. It's like, no, they're just better than me and they're going to be more successful than me. Like it becomes something that feels true to you, but it's not actually true because you've been telling yourself that for so long. So what's going to happen If you keep letting your thoughts spiral like this, it is not gonna end well for you, friend, or me. And this was something that I had to realize myself is to acknowledge what's going on in my brain, stop it, and replace it with what's actually true. So that's the first thing I want you to do when you start spinning and worrying about your competition and your business. Then you've replaced that thought. And one thing I want you to consider, and this doesn't have to be like every single time, is there any truth to any of the thoughts that you're having about your competition, meaning Perhaps you do have some room for improvement in your work, or perhaps you have outpriced yourself for the market. Like, I don't want you to completely discount these things because there might be some truth to it. And I want you to look at what should you do about it. Once you've reset your mindset and you're not in this negative spiral, it could be like, you know what? Actually, there is something I could do about this. I could work to improve my lighting, or I could, you know, do a better job of X, Y, Z, because I see this about my competition, it's brought it to my attention that maybe it's something I need to work on. So that's the second thing I want you to look at once you have a clear frame of mind is like, is there any actual truth to these thoughts that I'm having? And can I use them to improve my photography or my business? Like, oh, her reels always get so much more attention than mine. And instead of just saying positive things to yourself, actually looking at, okay, well, why are her reels getting more views and more attention than mine? Like potentially I have some room for improvement there, right? Now I want to give you some practical steps to overcome your potential anxiety about your competition. And one of the best ways to overcome anxiety about your competition is by really knowing and understanding your own strengths. When you're really confident in what you do well, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing because you know that you rock at this one particular thing. So let me ask you, what is your unique selling proposition? What is it about you that stands out that makes you different than your competition. Because this is just marketing 101. If you look like everybody else and you offer the same things as everybody else, it's going to be a race to the bottom in terms of pricing. So maybe you really are talented in a particular niche of photography and that's how you stand out. Or maybe you offer a particular service or an add-on that other people charge for that you don't charge extra for. Or maybe you are following the seven-step marketing system that I teach in that free class that I mentioned and you are strategically everywhere that your ideal client is already hanging out. So you appear to be the no-brainer option for your dream client. What is your unique selling proposition? What makes You stand out. And when you know that and are confident in that, it makes the competition much less scary, much less likely to focus on and you're focusing instead your attention on your clients and what makes you unique and special. Another practical thing that you can do to overcome anxiety about your competition is to invest in continuous learning. When you're always honing in your skills and experimenting with new techniques and staying updated on industry trends and and what your clients want and what your dream clients are looking for when they're hiring a photographer and you understand new trends in marketing and consistent um, tried and true methods of marketing, like you're investing in continuous learning, that is going to help you feel confident and worry much less about your competition because you're instead focused on yourself and your own growth. And the third way to overcome anxiety around your competition is to build a support network. I cannot tell you how often I lean and used to lean on my photography biz besties and still do lean on these people who are in my close network that I can text or DM or send a Voxer message to whenever I am having a bad day or whenever I'm struggling with something. Now, we all know those big Facebook groups where people will sometimes kind of air their dirty laundry and talk about client issues. And that's definitely not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about small, intimate groups of people that you know and trust that you can lean on and text and DM and say, hey, like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, is this idea coming from scarcity? Or is this a good idea? Or should I lean into this? Or should I forget this? Having that support system is invaluable when it comes to competition. Like you could literally even say to them, I'm feeling this certain way about this photographer. Like, is there something that I could do to improve? Or is this just straight up insecurity? Like, can you snap me out of it? Having that support system is so valuable. Now, I will say there is a time when I do look at what my competition is doing. And when I'm looking at what my competition is doing, it is not when I'm in that scarcity, um, anxious mindset, right? Like I have snapped myself out of that and done everything that we've talked about up to this point. But the times that I do pay attention to what my competition is doing is when I want to see what's working. And it may not even be like my direct competition. Like if my direct competition is baby photographers, I might look at what wedding photographers are doing or real estate photographers are doing, or even hairstylists and real estate agents to see what they're doing. Because all those service type industries like hairstylists and you know salon owners or nail technicians or real estate agents they're all looking for clients similarly to how photographers are looking at cl- looking for clients so sometimes I'll look at their websites for inspiration or I'll look at their social media for inspiration or I'll look and see what they're doing um, just to get like new fresh ideas for myself that is not my direct competition so that's one time that I actually do look at what my competition is doing to see what's working another time that I'll look at my competition and this is usually my direct competition, is to look for similarities across multiple businesses. So for example, when it comes to branding, do all BB photographers in your area have the same kind of logo, the same kind of style, their website looks the same? your client is gonna notice that. And if somebody is different, like if everybody's doing this super white, beige, scripty font, light, airy, and you're like more of a colorful or moody or just something that you can do different with your branding to stand out, that can be really, really valuable in the eyes of your client because it's going to make you stand out among all of these other photographers doing the exact same thing, right? Same with your social media presence. Are all the photographers in your area posting carousels? of their, of their work, right? Can you post a reel or vice versa? Like what are they all doing and how can you stand out? Another thing that I'm looking at is their website style and the wording that they use on their website. So this is something that we talk about in marketing school for photographers all the time. We have an entire module that is dedicated to creating your website that is focused on you, And your personality and how you can stand out using the best unique selling proposition of all, which is yourself and your personal brand and creating this website and the wording and the style that is unique. So that you're not just blending in with what everyone else is doing. And so I'm looking at the competitors and saying like, okay, what is their website style? How are they laying it out? What fonts are they using? What wording are they using? And how can I do something different? So those are some instances where I actually am paying attention to what my competition is doing. This episode was a little bit more off the cuff and kind of riffed. I usually have more notes than this, but I wanted to speak from the heart on a topic that's really, really near and dear to my heart um, because I know how much I struggled with insecurity when it came to my competition and how much my students do because I see and hear what you guys are saying about your competition and man, how it really can wear us down and drag us down and keep us from our full potential in business and with our photography skills. So you've made it to the end of another episode of the From Better Half to Boss photography podcast. Thank you for being here. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean so much to me. If you shared on your stories and tag me at Tavia Redburn, I would love to know that you're listening. And make sure and save this episode so that maybe like right now you're actually feeling really confident. You're like, ah, this is cool, but I don't really need this right now. Like I'm feeling good. Save it for later because we know that that, you know, competition anxiety might hit and then you'll have this episode to come back to to hopefully feel refreshed and motivated to go out there and create your dream photography business. Because remember, friend, not everyone loves the thing that you love. If you have a passion, it's there for a reason. So I hope that you will get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.